This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Night of the Creeps. The good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Thrill me. Welcome to Slaughterhouse, Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hotlanta. And I'm Troy. And at least you didn't ask us to kiss you and kill you as well. Right on the mouth. For the kissing and the killing. That's a U2 reference. Oh, I just thought it was a killing people through the mouth reference. The good old mouth kill. (laughs) That's a species reference. I swear to God, I will burn everything down. Stop throwing cancer at each other. Never. But that's what we do for fun. <laughs> yeah. Cancer fight. <laughs> it's better than a water balloon. It's less messy than a water balloon fight. You almost said better. That would have been a really weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, less messy was I was what I was thinking. Many old who we watch movies around here or something. I don't know. We're almost four hundred episodes in. Do we even have to watch movies anymore? No, we can just say we watch. Can't them. we just yell? We watched. Well, we do that anyway. Produced uh, film. But yes, this was a circa year of our Lord. Because we could not find the movie that Hotlanta recommended for us, so we watched because it was one too good. From, from supposed alleged real cousin Brett Sontag, two-legged bringer of destruction. My cousin of the same name. <laughs> but his so is spelled you with a lot one of Mega team. Man with. We did. Thank you. That's one of my most treasured memories is playing Mega Man Supposedly. with my cousin Brett. Supposedly. Yeah, you yeah. keep Allegedly. telling me that. Supposedly. Alleged Mega Man. Supposed pledge. It's alleged for legal reasons. Supposed. Great. So we watched a movie this week, Chris. Fucking book. Yeah. I mean, are you. Keep your head in the game, Chris. Come on. Yeah. Focus. I'll punch you right yes. in the fuck. I'm Focus not 100% fun. sure what that means. No, well, you'll know when it happens, bud. Uh, yeah, and if you haven't watched Cobra Kai, watch Cobra Kai. It's good. Yeah, there's a lot of fuck punching. Right yes. in the fuck. <laughs> Come on, you so fuck punch. Read your How book. How does the movie start, Chris? Chris's name is it, Fuck Punch. Oh, Okay. Five-fingered fuck punch. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't get me started. <laughs> I've never wanted you to be Five started. Five-flavored fruit punch. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> They're terrible. You know, and that, and that band Salvia. Yeah. Is that or the saliva. let the bodies hit the floor, people? No, saliva's. No, that's the drowning pool's body hits the floor. Puddle of drowning mud. Yeah. Yeah. Puddle of drowning saliva. Gross. Dog. So anyway, this movie starts... Are you going to read? Yes. From? I, I've actively tried to do it. Your? <laughs> May I? Book? Okay. Chris. No, that's, that's good. Have. <laughs> so anyway... Yeah, Atlanta's all... 
I was all fired up to this week because he wasn't here last week. I snorted a bunch of Comet. Go ahead, Chris. Read your book. So, aliens, obviously. Ah, fat ETs. Mm, fatty, yeah. aggressive fat ETs. Yeah. They're running around a spaceship. Where one of them has some sort of cylinder and is being chased by two. Yeah. From the other overweight ETs. Don't fat shame ETs. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go throw myself into traffic. Finally. (laughs) Too bad Chris lives on a very, very slow street. You know what is too bad? Chris ain't reading his damn book. So, uh,. The, the one with the cylinder jettisons the cylinder out of the spacecraft because reasons. You forgot to talk about the hatch that he opened to put the tube in. Oh, he opened a hatch to jettison said cylinder. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. You can't just cram it through a fucking wall, Chris. I guess that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that would work. Not the but... way the world works, it doesn't work. Hey, I've never been on a alien spacecraft for all I know, I've tried to cram exactly a tube through a wall and I'm telling you it doesn't work fair enough yeah like I don't know what there is to say about that yeah <laughs> got me on that one I guess indeed I finally won book the uh book and then we uh we transport to the 1959 on planet earth you could tell because mm-hmm. everything was black and white. It was before color was invented. Yep. Yeah. And and what was the name of the university, Chris? Corman University. That's right. Because it's one of those movies. Yep. And uh, we meet up with typical 1950s college students, he says, unsure what that means. I mean, was one of the dudes wearing like a sweater with a letter on it? Poodle skirts. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I don't. Know, well, I don't think it had a letter, but it was definitely a cardigan of some sort. Okay, a yeah, sweater. It's a sweater and a jacket. And uh, swack it. They're doing fifties stuff. It. What are you talking about? The movie. Oh. <laughs> Wait. What am I talking about? <laughs> I know what you're um, talking about. This guy, he's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, if only I had something to keep me on track, like a book of some so sort. So your damn book, if you don't get back to it. So anyway. For book neglect. I will bury you in two separate creeks. So, uh, Jotty Sweater shows up, because he wants to neck with his, uh, broad. Necking. Mm-hmm. You know, the one he's going steady with. He's probably he's probably pinned her by this point, too. At the very least. I bet there's been some heavy petting. It's sodomy. Uh, probably not. <laughs> That's not very 1959 stereotype there. Yeah, not stere- at least not, not stereotype. At least. Yeah, but it's funny that I said it. Go yeah. He, they, they're going steady. They went to the malt shop. There Sodomizing was, each other. There was some violent pegging... <laughs> <laughs> See now, Chris That's for is in on it too. Day, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes a good sodomy joke. So anyway, they decide to head to Make Out Point. Yep. And uh, is it they call it that because the point is to make out? Yes. 
and the radio uh the radio says that there's some kind of psycho killer yep you both lose points for not saying Kes Crusade okay (laughs) I don't know what to say I I was very disappointed but mostly in Troy I'm base level it. disappointed in Hotlanta, but but I'm already <laughs> well into the red on our point system, so it's I fine. Got it, I, I got it in under the wire. You did. <laughs> this is fine. And uh, there at makeout point, uh, turns out that the the girl's ex boyfriend cop man is there, and he's like, "What are you two doing here?" There's an axe murderer on the loose. You should go home so you don't get axe murderedly erdlered. Diddly erdlered. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm used to Chris saying it and correcting it. Oh, I see. I got it wrong the first time, but I corrected myself on the second one. I totally missed the one when you said it right. So. Yeah. Go to hell, Brett. Hot Lamas. <laughs> Good job. Who is this Brett? Who is this Brett? I would Brett? just have Hotlanta do his own podcast now, apparently. <laughs> I've gotten so famous over the years that I've had to develop this uh, Sue Diddley Udenim. And uh, as they're leaving, make out point. I get recognized and mobbed on the streets constantly. Yep. So I had to switch to Hotlanta. That's why I really did it. It's because of the fame. Too much fame. Too much fame. Yeah. Couldn't handle the pressure anymore. Nope. That's why I've never used my actual name. Nope. His real <laughs> name is Stephanophilagus. Yeah. That's next episode. So, uh... So come on, Stephanophilagus. Get back to your book. They leave Makeout Point, but as they're leaving, they see uh, the jettisoned canister. <laughs> You're a jettisoned canister. Fair enough. And, uh... Sick burn. Johnny uh, Sweater decides to go hunt down the canister. Yeah. Is that like the one that's do. rushed from European Vacation? No. Oh, okay. I wasn't paying any attention. I was just upset that you haven't mentioned Rush from European Vacation. He's not in the movie yet, so... Ah. Uh, again, I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know. Fair and, enough. And you have to say, you have to be very specific with Rush, too, because it's, like, it's either Euro- European Vacation vacation or Christmas vacation because they're all different Russians. You really got to say European. Sorry, the vacation I'll, I'll, one, isn't that like uh, Anthony Michael Hall? Yeah, the first one, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. 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 So you have to be careful with Russes when it comes to National Lampoons. And then this and Russ vacation. and then uh, D- D- David? I don't remember. Sure. I remember Juliet Lewis is the daughter in that one. It was the old boy from what you call it. Oh, old boy. of course, old boy from what you call it. That totally narrows it down. Yeah, from that movie, Old Boy. David from Roseanne. Yeah. I've never actually watched Roseanne. Darlene's love interest. Does that clear it up? The thing you've never seen. <laughs> he was also on the. Uh, he was Leonard. On the Big Bang Theory. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Galecki? Yes. But yes, I think he, he turned out to be some yeah. kind of diddler or something, so I don't know. No, I don't think so. Bazinga! <laughs> there we go, Bazinga. Chris <laughs> cinched that all up. 
Anyway. Hot Lantern and such. Read your book. So, uh, Johnny Sweater heads oh. off to check out the canister. Yep. Cylinder. Fine. And, uh... Cylindrical canister. Cylindrical. His, uh, lady friend hears the radio saying how the psycho killer... Say. ...is on the loose. And she, The juice uh, is loose? She's like, hey... We should leave, but then they don't. And she uh, gets hacked up by an axe, presumably, off screen. Yes. Axe hackery. Yeah, you see the back of the dude in a oddly closed uh, medical gown. Yeah. Hacking at her with an axe. And then uh, Johnny Sweater gets accosted by uh, some kind of little... Monsters, slug. little slug Some monsters, slug thing. little slithers. Looks like a leech. Yeah, a leech monster things. Slither yeah. monsters. Yeah, they are kind of like the slither monsters, aren't they? That didn't occur to me until you said that. And then uh, way we... to go, hot lamp. And then oh, thank you. Chris never says nice things. He just yells. Well, maybe Stop yelling! You did things that were nice. I would compliment them. Compliment you on reading that book? You have not done that ever. It's because you never damn read it! That's, that's <laughs> all I do. That is my literal job description. <laughs> book reader. Yeah, it's on my resume. It gets questions. It says here, book like, like, reader. So like, Chris like, last so you enjoy reading books? book like, reader. No, no, no. I really don't enjoy reading books, but I have to read a book every Sunday. Yeah. I can only read a book if somebody's yelling at me. To read it? <laughs> so we uh, jump smash cut to the 1986. A super jump smash? At Corman yeah. University. That's right. And we meet up with a couple of guys. Now I'm yelling about the right parts. Yes, kind of. <laughs> this is where we get Russ from European vacation. Yeah. And his buddy. With uh, unspecified problem. Crutches. Yes. Guy. Yes. Who requires crutches to, to navigate the world, apparently. Yeah. And uh, it's well, Rush Week or whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, European vacation, Russ. Sees, uh... So it's Russ week? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He, he's... We have to find three other movies involving people named Russ? In some capacity? Yes, that's how we do uh, it. We watch four Russ movies month. a week. <laughs> this ain't I, horror show hot dog, man. I don't know what the hell I said. <laughs> Instead of Rush week, it's Russ week. So uh, he sees a, a young lady that he's sweet on. Yes. He's like, there's a pretty girl over there. Yeah. And his friend is pretty great, I have to say. Because he's like, I got crutches. I'm never going to score in my life. So I'm just going to embarrass myself to, get, to help my friend score. Yeah. He's wingman times 10. Yeah. Dude is all over it. Literally just screams at this girl. Hey! 
Hey, you, the hot one. Hey, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Glavin. <laughs> so they uh they kind of follow her to a frat house. Well, they do or they don't. They don't kind of follow somebody. How do you do that? Fair enough. Well, they kind of move in the same general direction as her, but they don't like fall. They don't go like in her footsteps. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky this time around, buddy. And uh, I got my fact checker. So, uh, is it okay to call them crutches, or is that is that in poor taste? Mm. I don't know what else you would mobility aids is the only other thing I could think to call them, but mm. I don't know. That's don't funnier know and more complicated for Chris to say. So, I, I say know, mobility aids, ableist or not. Let's so. go with mobility aids. So mobility aids, that just sounds terrible. Yeah, but keep saying it because <laughs> to say it. So he uh he heads up to uh the girl. We can just call him Romero if you want, because apparently that's his last name. He crushes now. Romero. And the girl is like, My name is Cynthia Cronenberg, because of course it is. Because of name dropping. And uh, he Videodrome. she has uh, some like football playing guy with one eyebrow. He looked like a skinny ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Kinda, yeah. And that was a pretty sick unibrow. Yeah. And he uh he runs him off so he can be like, hey, look, my buddy over there, he wants to know what's up. Chris has two eyebrows, but they're both way too long. They, like, overlap each other and go behind his ears. That's not factual. It is the damnedest thing. Well, you're not going to tell people. Uh, you like the Stormlight Archives, then, Chris, because there's a race in there who has really long eyebrows that they talk behind their ears. Come on, eyebrow ears. Get it together. Not, Read your book. Not accurate. No, it actually is in the book. No, See, I mean, it is in the book. Troy said that it's accurate what I've said. Oh, right, because I'm in the book. I forgot. You are yeah. the book. You've consumed so many books, Chris, that you've become one. I've become what I hate. You've become the book. Yeah. <laughs> book I'm just glad to finally hear become. you admit you hate the book. We've all known for so long, but if you don't read it, I'll... Fuck you yeah, up. it's weird. It's almost like it's almost like years of having a person yell at me about a book has caused some sort of trauma about books. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know how that would have fucking ever you happened. Stare into the book, Chris. The book stares back yes. at you. <laughs> you know what I don't understand, though. To fight a book, you must become a book. Do you yeah. know what I don't understand? Then? Literally everything. It's, well, besides <laughs> that, is why in the hell you're not reading that book? To read a book, you first must understand the book. Book! <laughs> uh, I was born into the book. <laughs> I merely adapted to you. <laughs> you live in the book, but I was born in the book. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> so anyway. The see, there you go. Read the book. <laughs> so, uh... Old, uh... Romero tries to wingman the hell out of the situation. Cronenberg ain't having it. 
Well, it's not that she's not having it. It's just more like she has a... Well, he's asked her if she has a boyfriend, and she's kind of cagey about it. But, like, it's a flirty cagey, so you're not, like, sure if she has a boyfriend but would be interested in not having that boyfriend as her boyfriend. Or if she just doesn't have a boyfriend but she doesn't want to seem too available right away. Yeah. And so uh, Romero reports his findings back. And he's like, well, I can tell you this. She has a name. She knows what it is. So that's a good first step. Yep. That, I mean, that beats some people. Oh, wait. Romero's not him. Romero's the other guy. Oh, then he's Carpenter Hooper. Yeah. So, so he's like, yes, you know. And, and that literally is the last name in the movie is Carpenter Hooper. And so Carpenter's like, do you know what that means? Carpenter. The next step is, and Romero's like, join a fraternity. And he's like, no, I was thinking talk to her, but. No. He's like, I can't talk to her. I'm going to join a fraternity instead. Yeah. So they go to join the fraternity because it is Russ week after all. Yes. And, uh. Russ week or reek. So, of course, they have to do some sort of chicanery to get into the uh, fraternity. Yeah, they have to, yeah. Something involving a dead body is all we know. Yeah. Dead body. So they uh, they go to find a corpse, like you do. And, a corpse uh, of a cannibal, perhaps? Cannibal corpse. Yeah. Cannibal corpse. It's like Winnie the Pooh, but cannibal corpse. Cannibal corpse. Cannibal corpse. Something, 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 something. Death metal cannibal corpse. That's that's real good. I've been called the songbird of my generation. I highly doubt that. I've never been called that. I just said that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to lie. Fuck off. Read your book. So they, uh, your book reader, they're corpse hunting. It just so happens as they're corpse hunting, uh, some kind of science man. Pig with his deicide. <laughs> I always thought that. <laughs> he seems like a real serpent of the light kind of a guy to me. Serpent of the light. <laughs> I feel like Eeyore. If anyone's going to, to, to just kill a god, it would be Eeyore. Nah, Eeyore is like old school sludge metal. Eeyore is I hate God straight up. He's like, I, God hates me, so I hate God. Look it up, guys. Sister fucker part two by I Hate God. And you'll understand Eeyore. Yeah, it's this deep song. So anyway, science man is getting ready to enter his science facility. He has to go he, phone call. He has, well, he has to enter a science code, and he can only remember three of the four digits. Yeah, so he has to so call could, Science yeah, Man 2. Well, I think it's his roommate. What about Science Man 3? That's not out yet. Mm. Nope. This June. More science, less man. So uh, as he's out on the phone trying to figure out the science number... Somehow or another, Carpenter figures out the science code. I wonder what yeah, my science like, number is. Zero. He's like, I don't know, zero, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, he had a 10% chance of figuring it out, so. That's true. 
so they gain access to the science chamber. Mm-hmm. The holiest is, of holies. Indeed. Chris is holy. As in he is full of holes. Or wholly unsuitable. Or he's very unsuitable. You're both right. You, never get, you can never get him in one. I'm whole, My holes are wholly unsuitable. So, uh, Go ahead, unsuitable holes. Read your book. So they enter the science chamber where they find... Uh, that sounds arousing. ...a cryogenic experiment. Yes. And they, they have a quick discussion between themselves as to what the fuck cryogenic means. Yeah. In one thinks it's freezing them, one thinks know. it's getting too hot. So they bust out the cryogenic van. By pushing the button. Yeah. The mobility aid. The and, disengage button. And it turns out that the cryogenic man is the same guy who got leached in the 50s. Yeah. And his his body falls out of the tube and hits the floor. Yeah. And they're dragging him off for the hilarious prank. Where you put a corpse somewhere? <laughs> oh, God. This, yeah, the old, uh, the old uh, misplaced well, dead body prank. Yeah, like, yeah. You leave a you leave a corpse on uh, your rival fraternity stairs, and you win somehow. Or you could huck it off an overpass. Yeah, there's so many uses for a corpse. I thought that was only if you were a serial killer in Mindhunter. You could huck it off an overpass. Uh-huh. You could set it on fire and huck it off an overpass. Okay, I noticed the theme. Those are the only two options that I have. I don't know if I'm happy or disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. You could like grease it up real good and throw it off an overpass if you wanted to. Well, don't be weird about things. <laughs> Hello. We're way too far into this for that now. So anyway. Anyway. They get, caught, they get caught by uh, the science man. I hate when I get caught by the science man. It's when I'm up to bad sciencing. And they hightail it the fuck out of there. Yes, while screaming like banshees. Yeah, it's an important plot point. Screech! So they're still screaming in Irish, apparently. Tatai! And so, uh, the, uh, the corpse, though, he, he comes back to life. Yeah. Which, you know, he ain't much of a corpse, I guess. And kills... Science man. Just like Chris couldn't even be a bad corpse. Good yeah. corpse. You're and, a terrible corpse. And he uh makes his escape. Slowly. Yeah. Did Sh- he chew his fucking off. arm off and make his escape? Yes. Yeah, he goes full coyote ugly. They chew their arms off in coyote ugly? Yes. Yeah. They I need to go back and watch that and one. And then chew their arms off. Yeah. It's a weird movie. I must have missed that yeah. part. I mean, they raffle their arms off at the end of the night. You know, and lucky person gets to take one home. Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they raise money to save the bar. Yeah, and all it cost them was an arm. Sometimes you gotta I mean, chew your fucking arm off. <laughs> I mean, they stole the plot from Empire Records, but whatever. 
So, uh, let's see. It has Coyote Shivers in it, though. Not What's Coyote next? Uh, so, uh, back at the sorority. Yeah. Where, uh, Cronenberg lives. Yes. One of the girls is doing some late night studying. Well, one girl is brings in a box of brains that she wants to, for like her biology experiment that mm-hmm. she wants to store in the house. You know, a box Cronen- of brains. Why not? And Cronen- Cronenberg tells her to put them in the basement because she doesn't want brains in her room. Fair. She's afraid they're going to get her. And they're human brains, I believe, is established. Yeah. But yes, there's a lady studying in the like formal sitting room. Later. And, and uh old uh Shambly, the frozen guy, he shows up. There's a jump scare with a cat. Oh, it's like a leg- it's a literal cat scare. Yeah. Yeah. I've and never seen Clovis. a real cat do that. And it's not Clovis, which is sad. Yeah. Cats don't just jump into your arms when you open the door. Clovis would. Yeah. Clovis is the best. I don't know what that is. I'm so sorry. It's the cat from Sleepwalkers. Oh. Yeah. Again, I'm so sorry. You should be. Yeah. You should be reading your book. I should be. So, uh... But you ain't. The the reanimated Frozen Man goes through the the thing he did back in the day, and he's throwing pebbles at the window to get somebody's attention. Yeah. Uh, jump scare. Ends up murdering somebody else. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, he ends up dying, but. And right? at this at this point, detective. Uh, Landis? Yeah. Gets called to the scene. And he was the same cop who got everybody away from Makeout Point back in the day. Also played by the guy who's the star of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which has nothing to do with with Michael Myers in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's okay. I always thought it was Tom Skerritt who was the star of that, because I only saw it once in my life when I was young. But no, it's this guy, Tom Atkins. I think that's right. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I always thought it was. I always thought it was Viper, but it wasn't. And he is uh, playing the part of Grizzled Detective. Yes. Presumably with the drinking problem. And his catchphrase is "Thrill me." Yeah. Because he he likes to be thrilled. Yeah, I mean he doesn't leave a very exciting life, so. If you can thrill him, it that makes his day. And uh he He's gets a day thriller. He gets called out to the science chamber where they find the science man. Yep. And the janitor was like, There was two bodies, but there's only one body because one of them shambled off to go try to get laid at a sorority house. Yeah. And then they get called to said sorority house to check out body number two. And their heads all split open all gruesomely. Your body number yes. two. Your head is split open gruesomely. Oh, is it? That that seems like something I should address. You got it fixed up. You're good to go, bud. Oh, okay. Hey, you got a stable gun handy? 
He's just going to bitch about how it works. Oh. Only if you try to fire staples at him from a distance. <laughs> yeah, if you just put the thing right on the my gaping wound, it'll be fine. But I feel like you'd still find a problem with it. The chunk wasn't loud enough. Uh huh. Hey, everybody's got a thing, okay? You're not gonna. It is apparently geography done properly in the state of Iowa. All of the crazies. Chris is known in many circles as the staple kid. No, he's not. The, no, he's the nobody nail gun. Nobody's, kid. nobody's ever called him that. It's nail guns I have a problem with. Oh, yeah. And staples now. So, uh, the next day, the team joiner frat mm-hmm. gets uh, accosted by boyfriend of Cronenberg. Like his name is literally like Brad or Chad or something like that. Like it's like the whitest name you could come up with. Yeah. And they were like, hey man, that wasn't cool the way you did exactly what we told you to do. Except for you dropped the body at the sorority to scare them instead of on our rival frat steps to scare them. And they're like, uh, what? No. We didn't. We made it to the body, but we did not bring the body with us out of the building. Yeah. And Cronenberg's like, I totally believe you because I'm sweet on you. Mm-hmm. And then Brad Chad, like, pushes down uh, Romero. You know, like, because it's, it's never a good look when you're pushing down the, uh, the person with a uh, mobility issue. <laughs> yeah. They just wanted to make sure you knew it was a jack-off, just in case yeah, you hadn't picked it up yet. But even Cronenberg's like, ooh, that's a, that's like a, a bridge too far, buddy. Like, I could handle the uh, the casual racism and probable date rape, but the uh, pushing down a guy on crutches, no. Can't deal with that. Yeah, she does give him the roll, roll middle finger move, where you do the oh, yeah. rolly thing for flipping him off. Like it's like the the middle finger in the box where you kind of turn the crank and the yeah. finger pop, the middle finger goes up, yeah. Because it's the eighties, and the the cops show up looking for him, so they take Team Pledge into the station for questioning. Because the janitor. Yep. He's like he Mike. saw you guys screaming like banshees. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, 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 we might have broken into a place to steal a corpse, but we never actually successfully stole a corpse. Yeah. Attempted corpse thievery. Barely a crime. Yeah. And the janitor just chuckles about the phrase screaming like banshees for the entire scene, basically. Yeah, he thought it was hilarious. It was the funniest phrase they had available at the time. And uh, at this point, Frozen Guy is out making his rounds. Slug slug leech things are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Cronenberg asks uh, Carpenter Hooper or Romero, whatever his name is, uh, Russ. Cronenberg asks Russ if, she, if he'll go to the, the formal with her. Yeah. Because... Brad Chad was going to be her date, but he fucked up and now 
she's asking Russ. Yeah, he and Russ. Which, you know, that's refreshing for a movie from the 80s. Yeah, and it's not a Sadie Hawkins dance either. <laughs> so, uh... At some point, Carpenter is in the bathroom. Yes. Don't recall how we got there. Unimportant. Well, I, mean, I think he walked in and then like sat down on the toilet. Okay, fair enough. He had to go to the and toilet, Stri- Chris. That is important. And Striper rules, by the way. Striper, Striper does, does rule. We <laughs> boner jinx. Yikes! <laughs> we uh we totally pointed that out while we were watching the movie that Striper does in fact rule. Yeah. Apparently, one of the set ladies was dating the lead singer of Striper at the time. <laughs> That's even better. Wild. Yeah. Saying how much Striper rules has always one of my been one of my favorite things to interject into a conversation. No matter who it's with or what it's about. So, Chris, Striper how would rules. you explain the fact that you managed to uh, brick three computers this week? Striper Stri- rules. Striper rules. Yeah, Striper's the best. You ever listen to Striper? I highly recommend it. Do you like heavy metal and Christianity? Well, let me tell you about Striper. Yeah. How about raid drives? Let me tell you about striping. Yeah. You know where I learned about striping? Striper. <laughs> the 80s. Now I do kind of want to make like a raid controlling software called Striper with a Y. <laughs> That's a good good call. Oh, dummy ass. Yeah. So, uh, Carpenter is in the facilities. Yes. And the little, he hears something, peers out, seems that the uh, janitor has got a bad case of head explode. (laughs) And there's now like little leech slugs like zooming all over the floor. Yeah. And for some reason, he really wants matches. Not 100% sure what that's about. Yeah. Hi, Troy. <laughs> I had to respond. One of our patrons <laughs> messaged just on the Discord asking a question, so I answered it. Yeah. And That's I said, the kind hello. of service we give to our patrons. Saying hello is polite. Yeah. Yes. If you're a patron, you too can interrupt the podcast recording. You ain't no yeah. damn Patreon. I ain't saying shit to you. I'll tell you to get Patreons. back to your book. Patreon's my favorite Eevee evolution. <laughs> the poison one right you have to you know you have to use the money stone <laughs> that that checks out if you don't read your book i'm gonna give you such a knuckling oh I, I i can only assume what that means yeah hopefully there's no shuffling involved as well it's bad for everyone i would really i don't want to watch that book. i mean you guys could do it i don't care Nobody, i just don't want to watch it i don't want troy to have to see this <laughs> i don't want a lot of things about this conversation <laughs> all right get the bucket Wow, is that who's that for? I don't even know what that means. Oh, you'll know. There's a hole in the bucket. Oh, it's the old popcorn trick, is it? Well, there's a hole in the side and a hole in the bottom. It's it's complicated. I mean, there's always a hole, at least one hole in a bucket. Well, that's on top of it, fool. Your punch hasn't been fucked. Read your book. Okay, so anyway. Fuck hasn't been punched. Basically, Carpenter gets gets fucking leeched. Slugged. Yeah. Yeah, leech slugged. Slithered. Oh, he does light one on fire. Yeah. Which is important. 
Beavis would have been excited. Cornholio would have been excited. Fire! Because he was in the bathroom, which means there's both fire and TP for his bunghole. He was the great Cornholio. Are you threatening him? And he demanded TP for his butthole. <laughs> bunghole. But. Bunghole. <laughs> Bungle. So uh, as all this is going on, Romero's taking, uh, oh no, I can't remember anything. Cronenberg? Thank you. He's walking her back and a detective man shows up to have a little chat. Landis? Detective Landis? Or Cameron. I'm not sure which detective is which. I think he's Landis. And Cameron is the other one? Yeah. I think it's Officer Cameron, Detective Landis. And they're uh, they're having a chat and some drinks like you do with a cop on duty. Yeah, I mean, what else Drinking do you do a with cop. cop on duty? And uh, Detective tells him the story about how back in the day his girlfriend broke up with him. And uh, he came across her being axe murdered. I mean, if that's your if if that's your kink, I'm not going to kink shame you. But there's probably better things to do with someone being axe murdered than to come across them. Yikes! The couch. The couch is better in this instance. Yeah. <laughs> and he's telling the story about how he hunted the axe murderer down. And then buried him after he killed him. Yeah. And they just so happened to build the the like house mother's cottage at the sorority over where he buried the the axe murderer guy. Yeah. Because I mean that's what you do with that's how zoning works. You have to find a dead body and then you build a house on top of it. It's the poltergeist rule. Yeah. You also have to go into the light at some point. Oh, no. Yes. Unless a small lady tells you not to. That's true. Always listen to small old ladies. That's what we're saying. Otherwise, they'll strike you. If you take one thing away from every episode of Slaughterhouse Princess you've ever listened to, it's do what little old ladies tell you. And yell at Chris. Especially if little old ladies have told you to do that. Yes. That's why I yell at Chris, because little old ladies tell me to for some reason all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that happens. I don't understand the system. Well, I just you don't follow take it. your meds. Not oh, yeah, the guy in a beautiful mind had like the shadowy government figures all around. Hotlanda just has little old ladies telling me to yell at Chris. He's got a cork board full of red strings and pictures of me. Yell at Chris. <laughs> Stock photos of grandmas. In the middle is just the word yelling. <laughs> With a question mark. <laughs> just 30 decibels or higher, question mark. <laughs> so anyway, as this is all happening, coincidentally enough, there is a reanimated axe murderer who bursts through the floor. While she's watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, great movie. And by great, I mean terrible. And by movie, I mean barely a movie. A series of images. <laughs> it has its charms. 
You have your charms. Well, thank you. Mostly the smell. I was like, I'm not sure. I mean, lucky, lucky charms, I think, is what he has. He does put off an exotic odor. I'll give him that. <laughs> Very exotic. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? I don't know. Why, Why did you, you just use me? the phrase exotic Why? odor? Why are you referencing me? Why, Why else would I be doing that? Why am I catching this confused, hateful gaze? I was just waiting for you to talk more. And I look out of the corner of my eye, and I was getting daggers <laughs> right through me. Uh, you can't, you're not reading your book, though. It's hard to see it through all this exotic odor I'm exuding. Uh. <laughs> odor. I mean, is it like cumin? Is that what he smells like? Nah, it's like meat and fruit. So he smells like a Pepperidge Farm box. I don't know if it's fruity meat or meaty fruit. It's one of the two. I'm pretty sure it's meaty fruit. I don't know. I think it's fruity meat. Because that sounds way worse than fruity meat. I don't know. Neither one sounds awesome, but he's both. Cool. <laughs> B-double-O-K, son. Read that fucking book. So the uh, the axe murderer emerges, takes out the house mom. Or diddly erdler. Yeah, I swear I'm going to pistol whip you in the next week. Do you know that? I do now. Uh, the cops chase him down, though. And they, uh, I think a detective is actually the one who gets the uh, coup de gras. Ventilates him. I believe it's uh, the coup de grass. Yeah, Coop de Grace. Coop de Grace. I'm so sorry. Coop de Grace. And uh, a bunch of leeches fall out. Slithers. Yep. So the next day, everybody's getting ready for the big formal. You're a big formal. Uh, Romero finds a tape recorder that his buddy left, which basically is like, Hey, turns out I got brain impregnated by leech monsters. But like, were the batteries low on that tape recorder? Because his voice sounded much more like this than his actual voice. And that's how I sound on people's voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> Did you like just like call people's voicemails and then mug them and take their phones and listen to them? <laughs> like, no, but I've heard my own voice and I sound like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. Mm, yeah, never mind. Read your book, Chris. Run, run, run. Run, run, run. I'll say anything funny. You sure will. It's <laughs> one day. One day. No, I don't think that's what he meant, but... <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant, but... Uh, so, yeah, so then Landis is like, hmm, slugs came out of this dude's brain pan when I shot a bullet into it. Maybe that's what's causing all of these problems. Brain pan slugs are the best. And, uh, oh, he also reveals that fire kills them. Yes. 
Yes, yeah, the the fire kills them. Fire Because, like, swear to God, I was like, that dude's voice is way lower on this, like, tape recorder. Like, did they, like, is it running out of batteries? Like, why, why does it sound like this? There's no explanation in the movie for it. His voice is too low. And slow. It, it, he was smoking his voice. Low yeah. and slow. He's had too much PCP. <laughs> I didn't know you got wet. Or perhaps not enough. His hands are so big they can touch everything except themselves. Whoa. So, uh... Oh, wait. Anyway, Romero... Don't you touch my hands! ...heads up to meet the, uh, detective man who has, uh, taken up a new hobby. Masturbating. Uh, or sealing his house completely shut and turning all the gas on in his stove. Oh, that sounds more right. <laughs> hey, if you're going to huff, huff right. Buddy. Yeah. Don't huff your own masturbation. Huff gas out your stove, dog. Wait, what's that? What? Is that a thing that comes up? Is that an option people explore? Are those the only two? I have a myriad of questions about sm- this statement. <laughs> I'm sure you can smell your own masturbate stink. Smells like pineapples. Smells like Gross. meaty fruit. <laughs> possibly fruity meat. <laughs> it shouldn't. Go like, ahead. Smells like Harry and David. Uh, what the fuck? That's a gift box company. Chris is a gift like, box company. Like fruits and meats. His gift box are horrible. Give us gifts. It's feces and pine cones. So, uh, Detective Man cuts short his fucking retirement plan. What a clever name, Detective Man. Thanks for all that. Detective Landis. See, Troy Lee slapped last name on it. And they, uh, they head down to see old Dick Miller at the police department. Pelter. Every time I see Dick Miller in a movie, I get it happy. You should. Yeah. He's a national treasure. Yeah, which is why that one movie, The Black Cat, was so good. And uh, he runs the, like, requisitioned area for weapons. Yeah, he's the police quartermaster. <laughs> yeah. And they just so happen to have a military-issue flamethrower banging around. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, I see your requisition form. And Landis is like, well, I don't really actually have a requisition form, but what I have here is a shotgun, uh, and it might actually discharge if I don't get a flamethrower. <laughs> Accidental discharge. I mean, this guy, he's a real loose cannon. Mm-hmm. But he gets results. That's right. You're the result of a loose cannon. I guess we all are. <laughs> if you really, if you really want to follow that. <laughs> Safety's off. Uh, is the safety a vasectomy? Sure. All right. Well, whatever. Whatever what? gets you one, yes. <laughs> whatever stops me from reproducing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chemical castration, here I come. I'm just imagining someone having a GoFundMe for, like, a vasectomy and saying, like, you know, whatever it takes to keep me from reproducing. I want to stop myself <laughs> from putting more spawn into the world. Please pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to work on this week. So, uh, 
as a, as they requisitioned the flamethrower, all the guys from fraternity are getting... Beta... Beta gonna rape you. Yeah. The Beta Charlie Deltas. They, uh, they're all getting boozed up and hopping in the bus. Because that's the thing you do, I guess. The Foxtrot Uniform yeah. Charlie Kilos. Yes. The Charlie Daniels Band. And, uh... Brad has become infected. Bradchad. By the dog who's been infected. Yes. And he's heading to the sorority. Would you say it's dog infected? Uh, probably yeah. not. It was it was dog slithered, so maybe it was dithered. Dude, slithered. You want a good dithering? Uh. Not from you. What about it? You want to get slittered? I, 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 you keep saying made up words, so I'm not sure how to respond to any of dithered, this. Dithering is not well, a word. Well, it's yes or no. Well, okay, dithering is a word, but context means a lot in this situation. <laughs> well, come on, let's go in this back room and get you dithered. <laughs> see, see how that sounds menacing? Where? In a way, the dithered shouldn't sound menacing. I'm trying to make it private, and you know where you can't be heard screaming. Oh, that's good. Just wait till he, just wait till he takes you back there and upscale and deinterlaces you. Whoa, I've never been deinterlaced by anyone but my wife, and I tend to keep it that way. Thank <laughs> oh, you. I'm not trying to deinterlace. <laughs> what kind of maniac would want to interlace things? It's 2021. <laughs> no man. I am that kind of maniac. Uh, he's a maniac cop. I'm a maniac on hey, the floor. Funny story. And I'm dancing. Detective man is a I've maniac cop. Danced before. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. Detective Landis. Come on. You can't remember Landis, Chris? Nope. <laughs> he's a cop person. <laughs> That's Chris. Oh, that was uncanny. <laughs> I am often compared to Goofy when I laugh. <laughs> Okay, now you're going over pile. That's not even goofy. What is even fucking I happening? Know. I goofy pile. Pile on purpose. <laughs> this is, even for us, this is off the fucking rails right now. You're a rail. I don't even of cocaine. Know. What the fuck that could possibly mean? Uh, cocaine rail, big that, one, that lots of powder. You're thin. You're right thin, long, your and white. I mean, I guess. Your nose makes you go fast. Kill people. And he wants to cut you? Hookers. Yeah. Okay, great. That's We got that all wrapped up. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, anyway. The important thing You're is... You're the important thing. There's a bus crash because of the dog. You're a bus crash yeah. because of the dog. And then the dog leeches everybody in the bus. Slithers them. Slithers them. Dithers them, possibly. It's off camera. Hard <laughs> to say. So they get dog diddled. Okay, now you're Mur just saying totally different he things. <laughs> he mer-dithery-earths them. <laughs> Did diddly diddled. Ugh. So, <laughs> as all that's happening... Uh, I ain't right. ...to varying degrees... Uh, agreed. Brad has showed up at the sorority. Uh, Satority. And, uh... He's, and he's all zombie-ish. 
Yeah, on account of the dithering or whatever the fuck we're calling it now. Diddling. Not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh could you a diddler. Detective Landis and Romero show up to take care of him mm-hmm. with violence. With a shotgun or no, well, a pistol and a flamethrower. Yeah. Let freedom ring. Well, with but a actually, first what blast. happens was he shows up at the door. Cronenberg comes out, doesn't look at him, takes him by the hand, sits him down on the stairs at the front of the, the stoop, and proceeds to tell her that it's not him, it's her, yada, yada, yada. And then Landis and Romero show up and regulate. Yeah. Did they mount up? They had mounted up previously. And uh, now things are getting wild. You're getting wild. Yes, you can tell. Wild out. Chris is wilding out. You can almost, he almost has a pulse rate. Listen to my emotional state. There he goes. (laughs) He almost has a pulse rate. I am overcome with emotion. <laughs> His heart's whoa, practically whoa, whoa, beating. Calm down, sir. Calm down. I apologize for my earlier emotional outburst. He's raised an eyebrow four times in ten minutes. I think you need to take it take it back, Notch, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a result of the, the brain trauma I suffered earlier. What, from listening to me? Yes. Uh. <laughs> yes. We cannot be held responsible for any brain trauma received from our audio waves. Hot length of trauma. I never thought when I made you guys sign that I would be the one who suffered. <laughs> Shut it and read it. I can't do both of those. Well, do one then the other. I will shut it. And then... <laughs> I'll throw the electrical tape at you. And so, yeah, so Cronenberg's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Why did my ex-boyfriend's head explode and shoot slugs everywhere that you then burnt up with a flamethrower? And I I do like the fact that in her emotional state, Romero's like, here, hold the shotgun. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Please note, in this scene, Romero is wearing, Russ is, Euro Russ is wearing the flamethrower and he hands Cronenberg the shotgun. Yeah. I just want to point that out now. Because so, uh, Landis goes into the uh, the sorority, like, brandishing his gun. And they're like, we're going to call the cops. He's like, do that. Do that now. Get on the phone and call the cops. Because, Chris, tagline. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing I said earlier. I'm not going to look it back up. Are you crazy? What, your dates are here? The good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> along those lines. Chris's date is always dead. Because the busload of dithered people have showed up. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, it's basically just a, a whole bunch of head popping. Yes, but... From this point forward, it is Eurorus shooting the shotgun while Cronenberg burns them up with the flamethrower. Somehow Cronenberg. they just like swapped <laughs> weapons 
in between scenes. Yeah. More like Bonin Krug. That, why would you even say that? <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> to make Troy laugh. <laughs> no, it was your laugh, actually. That I know. It's the whole thing. <laughs> Fuck it's you. A comedy package. Said no one about this podcast ever. Exactly. <laughs> Chris is a comedy package. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, we're popping heads. We're lighting corpses on fire. Detective uh, Landis has shot a whole bunch of people up. Yeah, well, he shot about six of them in the head and then had to reload while trying to protect the lady who had gotten cat scared earlier. That's nice. He didn't have one of those 17 shot movie revolvers like they usually have in movies. And so he's reloading while protecting her, but then she turns on him because bum, 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 she'd been dithered. And, dithered. Uh, there's, a, there's a fun scene involving a, a lawnmower. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, surprised no one's named Jackson in this movie. <sighs> was Dead Alive out? In 86? I don't fucking know. I'll have to look. Hold on. Keep keep talking. I'll look. So, uh, yeah. Uh, he lawnmowers somebody's head, by the way. Yeah. He, he gets a lawnmower, runs over a guy's head with a lawnmower. It's, it's pretty fun. All, this whole part is just, it's just good old fashioned explodey head fun. Yeah. They get like trapped in a, uh, like gardener's shed. Which is where they find the the uh, the lawnmower. Yep. Oh no, Dead Alive is nineteen ninety two. So yeah, I guess not. It's a good year. And uh, they all kind of meet up in the basement, where Detective Landis has duct taped his mouth shut, presumably to keep from getting dithered. Yep. <laughs> and he's filling it up with gas because all of the leech monsters have formed a big writhing pile in the corner. And they react poorly to fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's like weird. See, is, is it CG hide or like, I mean, there's some kind of special effects going on there involving either computers or like rotoscoping or something. Like, I think it was probably composited. composited. Yeah, compositing would be the word I'm looking for. And, uh, Detective Landis' plan is the flamethrower is out. Yep. So his plan is to count to 30, fill everything up with... from 20. 20, yeah. He's going to fill everything up with gas and explode everything, but he wants those crazy kids to get out of there. Yeah, because, you know, young love should survive. And he's really just following through with his plans from earlier in the evening. So, you know, no harm, no foul on his side, I guess. Yeah. His his goal was a fiery explosion at some point today. Yeah. I mean, if you can pick out some bad guys with you, all the better. So they're uh, counting down, sloshing gas. There's two crazy uh, kids get out front with everybody else. And at some point, they switch back to uh, Eurorus with the flamethrower and Kornberg with the shotgun in that scene. Yeah. 
Uh, the, they finish the countdown. Romero's like, thrill me, detective. Yeah. And then kaboom! The whole place goes up. Like, An earth-shattering kaboom? Like, Yay! We've been saved from the slithers. Kablingy! Yeah. But then we cut to uh, what's left of uh, the detective. Yeah, he's looking very charred. He's yeah. smoking! Yeah, literally. And he uh, collapses, and then the Always leech monsters come of, out. Yeah, a bunch of slithers. All righty then. And they head to the local graveyard. Camerity. Yep. And don't worry though, because the aliens are there. Yeah, there's like a ginormous fucking like it's like Independence Day alien ship sized ship. They're in basically like, a star destroyer. Like it's like shining a spotlight all over the like forty acres of cemetery. That was a big ass That's cemetery. There. It's like a county wide cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh dead body drop off. I guess the day is saved. And or there's going to be a sequel? Yeah. Which I mean here we are. Like twenty twenty one. Yeah, still no sequel. Still no squeakle. No, there's been a squeakle. Oh. Yeah. That was the second Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? Yes. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Yeah, it's all part of the Alvin and the Chipmunks cinematic universe. Was Jason Lee in that one too? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And Bob Cross will keep cashing checks as long as what you keep paying them. another fucking Garfield movie? Hopefully never. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Mondays, am I right? Uh, I also enjoy lasagna and mailing animals to other countries. Fuck you, normal piece of shit. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you? Whatever you did. Off to Abu Dhabi if that's still a country. Although I will recommend... Uh, the Twitter account that posts Garfield comics but replaces the last panel of every Garfield comic with Garfield being thrown out a window. <laughs> I also like the ones that they remove Garfield and everything he says, and it's just John like talking to himself. <laughs> That's pretty like, good, too. <laughs> it's like a horrible existential nightmare. More Garfield stuff. You should head over to old uh, r slash I'm sorry, John, if you want your Garfield cosmic thriller fan fiction and who doesn't besides most no, seriously of us. I'm sorry John has some really fucked up stuff but that's the movie the end so hot Lana turtle power he regrets right? his question is, is that right mutagenic apple pollen mutagenic apple pollen power rangers mutagenic apple pollen what do you want, Blinky? No, I mean, whenever you're done with your musical interlude, oh, so feel free sorry. to tell us about the film. What was it called again? Night of the Lepus. Uh, Night of the Lepus. I liked it. I don't think that was right, but... <laughs> what was it called again? I Night really of the don't Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. I liked it, though. It was good. It was a, a fun little 80s movie. It was nice to see Euro Russ... Uh, Detective What's-His-Face. I feel like we've seen him in a lot of things. He was in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And something else, too. I feel like he had a reoccurring role on something that I've seen a lot of. It's very possible. 
I don't know. Apparently this was like his favorite movie that he ever did. I can see that because this was a, a fun movie to watch. I would imagine it was fun to make. Uh, the effects were nice. They were, you know, I like the head splitting open and all that mess and the fatty tease in the beginning. Well, oh, Greg Nicotero was one of the zombies in there. So I'm assuming he was responsible for a lot of the makeup. Neat. But, uh, no, I liked it. I could totally recommend this one. If you want to watch some kind of wild shit from the 80s, I recommend Night of the Creeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I remember it from seconds ago. So, yeah, it's lit fam all the way up. What do you think, little uh, Rudiger? Uh, I prefer Rory Calhoun. Because I'm always standing and walking. If we're going to use weird Simpsons jokes, I guess I should call you Rory Calhoun. It's going uh, Final Fantasy VII for Heidegger. Rudiger. It's pretty good. I don't want to hear Heidegger's stupid horse laugh. It's no Kefka laugh. Remember, because that's what Rufus said to him was he didn't like his stupid horse laugh. Well, this movie is pretty good. It's not earth-shattering cinema or anything, but it's a pretty solid, you know, alien invasion zombie kind of deal the characters are all pretty pretty good the acting's pretty solid for a movie that had to have been made on a pretty slim budget it holds up pretty good the effects are pretty good I mean you get your every so often it's 1986 kind of stuff going on but it's a pretty it's a pretty solid effort if not kind of wrote I mean you've seen yeah, this I mean, movie not, yeah they're not breaking any new ground in this movie but it is a totally serviceable version of this movie it holds up remarkably well for as old as it is and yeah you could definitely do a lot worse this is this is good like entry level horror it, it kind of feels the same as like uh like the original critters like that kind of time and place but i say give it a go if that's your kind of thing what do you say troy i also thought about critters i almost made a billy billy zane joke earlier in the movie uh because of it but uh yeah i mean i i said it's like a solid like six out of ten three out of five whatever your scale is like it's it's good. I mean, it, it's very competently done. It's it's well acted. Like the script is decent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 decent horror, especially for nineteen eighty six. Like, there's not too much. Um, there's not too much like questionable activities going on. Like like you would see like in eighties. Like, there's no casual. There's really like no casual sexism. Um, like the one dude is the way they show he's evil as he pushes down a guy on crutches. Like, I mean, like, you know, like if you do bad things, you're kind of painted as evil in the movie. So that's always good. Um, yeah, I mean, I said, I also think it would be a good entry level for like people who aren't like they, you know, like they haven't seen a lot of horror. They, uh, not big fans of gore 
but there's a little bit of gore in this, but it's mostly off screen or implied except for like cats shooting slugs out of their faces or dogs shooting slugs out of their faces. Cats. Yeah. It's not till the final act where it really kind of goes for it. It's yeah. Of heads and by then split. I feel like you're kind of into it. Like you're kind of, if you're, you're probably invested enough in the movie that you're, you're okay with it. Even if you're not the biggest gore fan and it's still pretty tame. So yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's good. I mean like obviously the person who wrote it had seen their fair share of horror movies based on all the name checks they did throughout the, sh- the the movie. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's, it's perfectly good movie. It's not great. Not terrible. It's not, it's not okay. It's not terrible. It's good. So what are you watching next week, Chris? We are watching Dog Tooth, I think. Yes, as suggested by me. I understand it's not about dogs or teeth. No, well, that remains to be seen. Tooth. Yeah. It's uh, the same guy who directed that Killing of a Sacred Deer movie. Yeah. He's Greek. That one where they didn't kill any deers. No. I don't know. I didn't see it, so I don't know. No, they did not. I was out, I was out of town that week for some reason. Already skeptical. Yeah. I was told there would be a sacred deer killed, and they didn't even kill a regular deer. I do believe though they referenced dog a dog tooth in the movie for next week. So all right, as long as there's at least a dog tooth in some capacity, I won't. It have may not to, show up, but it, they're they're waiting for it. Fuck Chris up. So what if other people would want to recommend a movie that may or may not have a misleading title? How would they do that? Pay us in dog teeth. Uh, what's the conversion rate on that? Not a lot. Or you can find us on the Facebooks because we are the Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find out a whole mess of shit at slaughterhouseprincess.com. We're on uh, Twitter, the internet, YouTube, Google, something or other. That's the one. Twitcher. Uh, iHeartRadio. All that mess. Slitter. Twitter. Twitter Slitter. Reddit, SHP Podcast, Patreon store, and uh, discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Chris sucks. Dot org. Dot gov. <laughs> dot edu. You ain't teaching nobody nothing. No, it's, a, it's about. It's, it's teaching people about. You ain't teaching, they ain't learning. Okay. Fair enough, I suppose. We'll come back next time for Dog Tooth. And uh, thank you, first of all, to our patrons. We appreciate your support. Use Patreon is all right. Yeah. And uh, while podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. It's just bros oozoing bros.